This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This week's parasha, at the end of parasha's Lech Lecha, we're introduced to the mitzvah of uh, Bismillah. So um, there's a whole discussion, where exactly is the source for making a suda at a Bismillah? Um, Taisus over there, Mitzvah HaShabbos, Dav Kuf, Lamed Amaral, brings down the source, Based on the Medrash, on the Pasuk, Yom Higomel From that Pasuk, we learn referencing to the Sudas Brismila. There's other Achorinim who talk about the topic, but I want to talk about a different issue with the idea of a Brismila. As everyone knows, you don't invite people to a Brismila. Why don't you invite people to a Brismila? What's that all about? Is that real? Is that, uh, you know, uh, made up? What's this whole idea about not inviting people to a Brismila? So if you take a look in Mesechus Psachim, Dafkuf Yud Gimel, Midbeis, interesting Gemara over there, the Gemara discusses the following thing. The Gemara tells us that there are seven people, Shiva Menudin L'Shemayim. There are seven people that are considered Menudin L'Shemayim. That's obviously not a complimentary term. Some form of Cherim, a heavenly Cherim, which means they're in trouble. What did they do wrong? So the Gemara goes a whole list of different things. Then the Gemara says, V'yei Some people say, Af Mitzvah. Someone who does not recline, does not join at a Chaburah Mitzvah. Now, what's a Chabur Shal Mitzvah? So if you look at Toysus on the top of Kofi Dalam and Aleph, Toysus writes, Hainu Sudas Mila. That's a Brismila. Sudas Mila, so Toysus says. To Amar B'Medrish, because Medrish tells us, the Nitzam Bedina Shal Gehenim. If you go to a Sudas Brismila, you get saved from Gehenim. So if you decide not to go, so that's why you're Menudah L'Shemayim. But the problem is you got to keep on reading Toysus. Toysus continues, V'Sudas Nesuin B'Tamot Chacham. First of all, if it's the marriage of a Chosten, who's a Tamad Chacham, that's also a Suda Shal Mitzvah. V'chei u'bas koyin l'koyin, and if you have a bas koyin who marries a koyin, that's also a Suda Mitzvah. Therefore, says Taisvis, all of these are considered Suda Mitzvahs, and if you don't partake, you're Menudah L'Shemayim. Then Taisvis continues, he says, V'davke sh'yei sh'am b'nei Adam mu'ganim. This is only if there's going to be good people there, good, righteous Jews at the party. Tamidah b'zabayra, fine. So this Taisvis seems to be telling us that what constitutes a uh, suda shall mitzvah. So Taisu says it's a bris and a chasana depending. If the chasana is a tamad chacham, then it's a suda shal mitzvah. If the chasana is not a tamad chacham, but he happens to be a kain who's marrying a bas kain, that's also considered a suda shal mitzvah. So if you look in Shulchan Aruch, fascinatingly, if you look in, in Yeridea and Helchas Mila and Simin Reish Samachet, there you'll find the Ramah writes the following. <coughs> the Ramah writes over there, Vinoyagim lakach. We'll see, unfortunately, not so. So hold on. Says the Ramah, the Noegim Lokach Minyan Lasudas Mila, Reish Samachay Sifir Beit writes the Ramah. The Minig is that we take a minion to a Sudas Bris. This was very relevant during COVID because people were making uh, Bris obviously without a minion. People were all upset. How can you have a Bris without a minion? The answer is you do not technically, Alpi Halocha, need a minion for a Bris. It's only a minute. You do need to have a minion for other certain things, for Sheva Brachas and other things, but obviously for a bris mila, it's only a minute. So the Ramah writes, Vinag, it's a minog. Lakachas minion l'sudas mila, umikri sudas mitzvah. And this is considered a sudas mitzvah. Says the Ramah, v'chomish e'na oicha besudas mila, anyone who shows up to the bris and doesn't eat the bagels and the locks, says the Ramah, have a kim minudalashamayim. He's like a minudalashamayim. So what is this Ramah referring to? So obviously the Ramah is referring to Taisvis. Taisvis says that this is what the Gemara means. What the Gemara means, means it's referring to a bris milah. So Rav Moshe Feinstein points out, if you look in the Vilna Goin, the Vilna Goin says, Ayin Taisvis and Psachim. What does the Vilna Goin want with Taisvis and Psachim? 
So Rav Moshe the Tshuva explains what was bothering the Vilna Gaon is, if you look up the source in Taisvis, you'll see it's not only a bris milah. It's by a chasen also. Why does everyone make such a big deal? You got to go to bris, you have to eat at the bris. What about the weddings? How many of us don't go to weddings and go to weddings and leave before it's time to eat? That one not so makbidam. For Rav Moshe, what's the difference? They both come from the same Taisvis. Taisvis says that the Sudas Mitzvah is bris and a chasenah. So why is it that the Velt is so machmer when it comes to bris, and yet when it comes to weddings, people are not so machmer? So it'll have to be miyashiv that practice as well. But where does this lead to the thing about not being invited? It just says over here that go to the Suda and make sure you eat. Which means Lefiyah says something very interesting. It would be better not to go than to go and not eat. I mean, let's say if you say to yourself, I don't like the bagels, I don't want bagels, I'm not interested in bagels, I don't have time to eat bagels. So it's better not to go to the bris at all. Because the Ramah says, what's the problem is if you go and you don't eat. But I, I didn't go, so I can't be held accountable. So where does it come from, this practice, that we don't invite people to a bris milah? So if you look in the Pischei Tshuva, Pischei Tshuva quotes the following. He writes, that's brought down in the Sefer, Sharvet HaZohav, Used to be there was no emails, so how did you get the word out? The Shamish would go door to door, telling everyone, our boy said tomorrow is a bris milah, bris and shul. Says the Pischei Tshuva, stop doing that. Why? What's going to happen? I get invited and I don't show up. Says the Pischei Tshuva, I would then be in a violation of not attending a Suda's bris milah. So if I don't know that there's a bris, okay, I don't know. It's not my, it's not my fault. However, it says the Pischei Tshuva that if you know that there's a bris and you don't go, then you're going to be in this violation of Menudah Lashamay. So why is it that so many people today are not makbed on this? Why are many people not makbed? A lot of people, a lot of people they, they write, uh, we're not inviting you, we're notifying you that we're making a bris milah. What exactly the difference in lumdas is, meaning a notification, I'm not inviting you. So if you show up, I, just, you're not invited. But I'm notifying you that there's a bris. It's almost like a shtickle joke. Like that has more that invitation, it is an invitation. It's a notification, not an invitation. Okay. Now, why is it so many people are not makbed when it comes to weddings? Weddings, you don't hear people saying, I'm not inviting you to the wedding, I'm notifying you about the wedding. It's the same Taishmas. So Moshe Shtermach says something a little touchy. Moshe Shtermach says, if you look in Taishmas, it's only if the chasins are Tamil Chacham. Not every chasins are Tamil Chacham. By Brismila, Taishmas says, every Brismila is a Sudas Mitzvah. However, Taishmas, it's only for a wedding, it's only if a Bas Kain marries a Kain. So then you got to go to those weddings. Or if the chasins are Tamil Chacham. So I guess uh, many chassanim today are not talmid chachamim. So you don't, have, you don't have to go to the weddings. So that's why the weddings became not as popular as it comes with the bris milas. But lemaisa, why are people not makbid on this halacha? So there's numerous heterim. One heter is this whole sheet in the Gemara is a yeshayim. The Gemara said a list of things that considered menudah l'shemaim, and then the Gemara ended off yeshayim one more. So some people point out that there's a rule when the Gemara quotes yeshayim after another opinion, we don't follow the yeshayim. It's actually negated to another sugya. There's a sugya in Mesechus Kedushin. The Gemara talks about the obligations that a father has to his son. So the Gemara talks about he has to teach him a trade and he has to get him married. And there's a yeshoimim that he also has to teach him to swim. It's a yeshoimim. So it's, if you look in Shulchan Aruch and the Ramam, they don't bring down this din he have to teach his son to swim. So the Fizet is very geshmak because whenever the Gemara quotes a yeshoimim, we don't pass him like the yeshoimim. So here also, when the Gemara says yeshoimim, that menude la shemaim is someone who's not mesa besuda, we don't pass him like that. So you don't have to worry about it, it's not an issue. Another Eitzah that people point out, and this is Moshe Tanberg writes, he says that <coughs> the only problem is if you go to the bris and don't eat. Like the Lashon of the Ramah, what does it say in the Ramah? That means you're at the bris and you don't eat. But if you don't show up in the first place, so then you're not in a violation. So that's why this whole problem is less of a problem if you don't show up in the first place. If you talk to show up and you work the room, you schmooze with everyone there, 
and you just don't eat. You're on a diet, whatever it is. You don't like the food, and maybe you don't trust the cash, whatever it is. So then according to this, you're, it's worse, because it's better not to show up than to show up and not partake in the food. That's one Eitzah. They once asked the Chazinish, why don't you have to attend it? Because you have to partake in the Suda's bris. That's what it says in Taisvis, based on the... Okay. Some people don't. People have to run. They have to catch the train. They got to go to work. They're in a rush. So they once asked the Chazinish about this. And he says, the head to reason, because not everyone today is, is Mehunagim. So they asked the Chazinish, what do you need to be considered a Hogan, a proper person? So the Chazinish said three criteria. He says, first of all, the people have to be makbid on the Tilsi Dain, which most people are not, unfortunately. Second thing he says, they have to be makbid on Kavon and Shemen Esrei, which most people are not. And the third thing he says, they have to be makbid on the halachas of wiping oneself in the bathroom, which a lot of people don't even know. So therefore, says the Chazinish, most of the person that you're invited to, it's not, it's not the people are not proper. So they don't have to go anyways. That was the Chazanish's response to why people don't go to Brismilas. They bring down the Sefer Mesiris Moshe. Moshe te- in the Sefer written by Rabbi Tendler, he quotes from Rabbi Moshe that Rabbi Moshe said, and when he was a Rav in Russia, in Luban, he said they were very makbar on this halacha. They would only, they would never invite anyone to a bris. There would be no invitations. He says, even chasinos they were makbar. They really took this very seriously, says Rabbi Moshe. He says, anybody in America became much more uh, laxed. But Ramosha, he said that Ramosha was invited to a bris, he would go. Because he's afraid if he's invited and he doesn't go, he might be considered Menor de la Shemite. So he said, Ramosha himself, then he says, when Ramosha got older, he stopped that also. Obviously, when Ramosha got older, he got bigger. The bigger time of was, less time he had, more people inviting him. So then already Ramosha stopped going to bris, and even if he was invited, he felt he has no obligation to go. Interesting, if you look in the Yakut Yosef, Rebavadja's son, and Rebavadja himself, they both make the same deal. They point out that it's only a problem to invite someone to the Suda. If you invite to the bris itself, it's not a problem. So I guess that would be another way around to tell him, I'm not inviting you to the meal. You're on your own for the food. I'm inviting you to the... I'm letting you know we're making a bris for my son. Not, not the meal. Take, leave the word suda out. Taka tzashtukum aduik like that from both Taisvis and the Ramah, that it's not about the, 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 the... It's not the meal. It's the suda. So if you want to invite someone, just leave out the meal part and just mention the bris part. The problem is a lot of people ruin that. They write, the meal will be this time and the suda will be this time. No, leave the suda out of it. Just talk about the actual meal. And the last heter I saw brought down from the Yofel Alev was the only reason why you have to go is if without you, there won't be a minion. I mean, you're number 10. You're going to be mashed from the minion. But if there's going to be 500 people there without you, then you don't have to go. Other places can bring in other heter. Let's say you have a job. You can't go to every bris. You have to get to work. You have places to be, people to go. Then in that case, you also would not be considered a menud la shemayim. But again, a lot of people take this very seriously. They're very makbid. They won't invite anyone to a bris. But again, with chasanas, no one's makbid. You never heard of anyone saying, I'm not sending out invitations because I don't want to be in a violation of this halacha. People stop sending invitations because it's cheaper now with the emails than sending out hard copy invitations. But it's interesting. This is Ramesh's kashi. He deals with it in the tshuva. That why exactly are more people makbid with hasmona la bris and not so makbid with hasmona le nisuin.